Welcome to Sales Hiring Straight Talk, where sales leaders go for advice, tips, and resources to hire high-performing sales talent. If you find the hiring process challenging or have been disappointed when a hire couldn't sell, you're not alone. Make your sales hiring interviews rock with Sales Hiring Straight Talk. Here are your co-hosts, Jennifer Leak and Suzanne Paling. Today, Suzanne and I are delighted to talk with Shelley Billinghurst, president of Higher Value, Inc., and a fellow podcaster. She and her co-host, Serge Boudreaux, have a podcast you might want to check out. It's called Recruitment Flex. Shelley, thank you so much for joining Suzanne and me today. Thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. We talked about a few things the other day, and um, one of the things that I think you can speak very well too, and that is what's happening in the labor market today. We just came out of a cave, of a COVID right. cave, mm-hmm. and people were starting to wake up from that. Mm-hmm. What can you tell us about what you're seeing in the labor market today? Well, that's a big category, Jennifer. Um, it really is. And so I've been in recruitment, as I say, for let's go with 25 plus years. And what we knew, we could set our watch by it, that September and January are the most active times for people to change jobs. Why is that? Well, usually people take holidays in August. Oh, and since kindergarten, we are conditioned to new starts in September. Mm-hmm. So we've spent time with our family. We used up our vacation and they're like, I'm going to find a new job. And then, of course, the next one is January, where we got our bonus, did our commission pay out the way we said it would, company bonus isn't quite what my boss told me it was going to be, or they messed with my commission plan. That's it. I'm out of here. What those two timeframes have in common is that we've spent time with our loved ones, and we have had time to evaluate what's important to us and time to think about, am am I really happy with where I'm going? I believe we're standing on the shore right now, and we are going to see a wave of people changing jobs at a rate that we've never seen before. Because like you said, we've just come out of the cave. We've had more than ample time (laughs) to self-assess and reflect about what's important to us. People are going to change jobs at a rate that we have never seen before. Now, I was recruiting in the year like Y2K. Do you remember? I don't know if you were um, doing any sort of hiring or recruiting around Y2K. It was crazy. It was such a brisk time in the market. I think this is going to absolutely eclipse what we saw in Y2K for people changing jobs and looking for work. You sort of touched on what candidates are thinking and feeling. Anything else you want to add to that? I think for employers to understand, and and I love talking about the candidate's point of view, because that is really at the heart of where I have dedicated my career. The, The podcast as well is always keeping in mind the candidate's point of view, because when you're building a recruitment plan or strategy, we need to keep in mind the things that are really important to how candidates feel. But specifically, I think there's some things that are unique if you are recruiting in the sales category. Today, you mean to? Sorry? Specifically for today. Absolutely. Absolutely. To coming out of our caves. People will not forget how their employers treated them when we were faced with a situation no one knew. Nobody had it figured out. 
Nobody knew what they were going to do. So stability of an organization, I think, is one of the things I I hear most often that candidates are looking for. So if your recruiting strategy doesn't speak to the stability of your organization, that's something you really need to think about. Next is consistency. How often have you changed your direction? Do you pivot quickly? That's very attractive to some people and a repellent for others. But being honest about that in your candidate attraction strategy, I think is really important. When people look to change jobs as well, I know great salespeople are always going to be analyzing the demand for your product. You can have the most boring widget, but if there's demand for your product, that's a good thing. Money, money's pretty big motivator. Is there money, not only in the sale of the product, but how you've structured things and having a way to communicate that. Let's let's not be afraid to talk about money and recognition for the role that sales plays in the organization. I think a lot of the times organizations are at their core, say manufacturing, do they really recognize and understand the critical role that rests on the shoulder of their salespeople? And how do we message that? And leadership, because at the end of the day, if there's one number one reason why people will change employers, it's going to be their leadership. Do they have good sales leadership? Shelly, it's interesting uh, what you said about people judging their employer on how they were treated during the pandemic. What have you heard in terms of what makes people either want to leave or want to stay based on that? I think first of all was keep calm and carry on. Those organizations that said, hey, we don't have it figured out, but they just kept communicating and we're going to do our best to bring you information as it as it happens versus what I saw was a lot of trigger happy every man for himself, because there was also a lot of organizations where their customers were canceling orders or pausing orders. So the organization wasn't really sure. The way they treated people, the difference is, even if you didn't know, your leadership came right out and said, we don't have it all figured out, but work with us, stay with us, keep talking to us. If they needed to furlough an employee, that they kept them in the loop. If they needed to start laying people off because revenue just dried up, that they work transparent about it. You know, the companies that did mass Zoom calls where everybody on the call was getting terminated, I would honestly hazard to say whether those organizations will be in business even a 12 months or 18 months from now. Does that align with what you're hearing, Suzanne? Yes. I think people who kept their jobs for the most part are, are grateful and they worked hard and, and were very appreciative of those organizations that kept them on. If they were let go, I think it depends on how the individual company handled it and how factual they were about the situation. Mm -hmm. So the one thing that is really, uh, when we look at the candidate's journey about making a decision about whether I will stay or go, is access to reviews. And if companies did not handle it well, like it was, you know, people jumping overboard without a boat, you know, like <laughs> run, everybody go. <laughs> if that's how they reacted, they were not demonstrating true leadership. It was just every man for himself. Well, those are showing up on, co- on company reviews. And that's something that organizations need to, well, if, if they're not aware of it and they're struggling to recruit, you probably better take a good look at your corporate reviews your company reviews. 
I know that you have kept your hand in recruiting, but really what you're known for is creating recruiting strategies. You've mentioned it a little bit before. What is a recruiting strategy? Are there pieces? Why should a company have one? So much like, you know, a company that's trying to sell a product with no plan and no strategy, it usually doesn't turn out very well. And so I would liken a recruitment strategy to having a sales plan, having a sales forecast, being thoughtful about when you're going to be hiring people and what people you need to bring on and when. Now that that sounds complicated, but really in its simplest terms, it, it's just being intentional about when you want to add people being realistic about the turnover in your organization, when people leave, why people leave, and not always being reactive. Because I think recruiting, just even the word recruiting, connotates tactics, not strategy. So it's almost an oxymoron to say that you have a recruiting strategy. Hmm. Okay, so strategy infers that you've thought about it. Recruiting infers there's a vacancy, fill it. So I guess it's looking at the bigger picture, I would say, and understanding how you're perceived. No sales and marketing team would ever hit the market without understanding who your competitors are. How does your product stack up? What is our pricing like? All those same elements are the same things you apply to your talent acquisition or recruiting strategy. And I think that's why those terms are interchangeable because a talent acquisition strategy is different. Recruiting is the is more the action, the tangible side. So it's putting in the the same principles that you would use in selling a product to how you attract talent to your organization. And without one, you will always be reacting, always. And that's probably not a good long-term thing to do. Shelly, thank you so much for joining us and for sharing your thoughts on the labor market today. Those were great insights. You won't want to miss our next conversation with Shelly when she shares her job posting secret weapon. Go to our Sales Hiring Straight Talk LinkedIn page and follow us so you know when it's posted. We're here to be a resource for you. Visit saleshiringstraighttalk.com to listen to more episodes in the growing podcast library. Sales Hiring Straight Talk, so your sales hiring interviews rock.